0: Today on the London Ontario Real Estate Podcast, we're going to be talking about what you can do to prepare for the spring market as a buyer and give yourself the best chance to compete. Also going to be talking about multiple offers and how you may be able to win in them and what strategy you can use if you're in a multiple offer situation, which, believe it or not, is happening a lot more in London, Ontario, especially at homes that are priced maybe under 600000 700000 right now, depending on the neighborhood, of course, and the home itself. Welcome back to London, Ontario real estate podcast. My name is Phil Bailey. I'm a real estate agent in London. want to just take a moment to thank you so much for taking a listen to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, fantastic. Welcome back if you've listened before. The last episode, we had quite a big jump in terms of the amount of people that are listening. So I am very thankful that I'm not sure if I'm going to give myself credit or more just maybe the interest in London, Ontario real estate right now. But either way. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to kind of jump right into this today because I've been getting a lot of questions about what you can do as a buyer right now in order to prepare. And of course, if you are facing multiple offer situations, which is happening a little bit more, what you can really prepare yourself for and give yourself the best fighting chance if you do want to be in a competitive situation or have to be in a competitive situation. So let's first look at the numbers. So I took a look at the last... 31 days. We're on February 1st right now. Welcome to February. One month of uh, the longest January ever is is now over. And 2024 is here. So I want to make sure that you have an idea of what's happening right now in the market. If you look at the numbers for the entire month, most homes... And you got to remember, people can list their house for whatever the heck they want. But most homes are generally selling maybe 96% of the asking price overall on average. So... 4%, 3% 4%, 3% less than the asking price. So you're probably going to expect this. the sale price. Really depends on the home type, the neighborhood. I really don't like general stats, but these are just for London. So I thought, hey, let's talk about these a little bit. What I find interesting, and, and it could be something that we're thinking about maybe as a trending uh, item here, is that if you look at the last week of sales in the London area, and I'm just specifically talking about London condos, single family, everything that's sold in London over the last week, the the pending sales that we're seeing. So this means that these homes have gone through their conditional period if there was one. And now they're into a firm deal. It's going to likely, hopefully close in amount of time for now, 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it may be. Right now, if you look at the last week, their homes are selling for about 98.5% of their asking price. So that can tell me a couple things. And again, general stats. But what it could tell me is that either the market is tightening up and maybe moving a little bit more into the seller's favor, but it could also be telling us that the strategy of pricing is changing in London right now. So what I'm noticing over the last week or two is that there's been some homes that are listed for significantly under where they're selling at. And you're seeing a couple... I'm looking at this list right now in front of me and you know, you're know you seeing some that are definitely selling over asking price. So there's some that have sold for 12%, 13% over asking price. I'm looking at see if I have seen anything much higher right now. Not a lot. I think there's some stuff that's still in conditional period. So I'm curious to see what that's going to be selling at if the deals do go through. But I think as a buyer, you have to be ready now if you're going to be moving in 2024. So the most chance that you're going to have to move based on all my years of experience, most of the people are going to be moving, probably making offers in say, February, March, April, May range. So I know that's a third of the year, but maybe it'll push a little bit further. So maybe March, April, May, June, Most of the time, the summer has slowed down traditionally in the London area. Then there's the fall deals that happen. But the year may seem like it's a really long year ahead, but we only have 11 months left. (laughs) I know that's only one month gone. And I think what's going to be interesting here is what happens at the spring market. And I think it could definitely move quickly. Last spring moved relatively quickly. And I'm interested to kind of see what happens here. So you're a buyer and you want to buy a house right maybe you you're a first time buyer we'll talk about first time buyers first one of the main things you're going to want to do is you're going to want to talk with a mortgage professional your bank a mortgage broker it's really up to you which route you want to go there's definitely i think benefits on on working with someone who can shop around for you but i also understand some people have a really good relationship with their bank and it may be a good opportunity for them to work with their with their bank as well. So I'm whatever you want to do, depends. There's different products depending on who you go to. And I think it's important that you that you think about that step first because say you have a credit issue that you could clear up really quickly and you're not even aware of that credit issue because you haven't checked your credit. Well it's really difficult to do that when you're starting to make offers on homes. But if you could have maybe a month or two to think about that and look at clearing that up and then having a really good plan here you could maybe maybe make that work relatively quickly. Sometimes it takes a lot longer. I understand that. But talk to a mortgage professional. But I'm buying a house. I'm going to talk to a mortgage professional. And so if you need anybody, message me and I'm happy to make a referral for you as well. But you want to make sure that you have someone that you can trust that's part of the team. right? So your real estate agent is part of the team. Your mortgage broker or a mortgage professional at the bank is part of the team. Your lawyer is part of the team. Your home inspector is part of the team. Someone else may be doing other inspections part of your team. So let's put this team together. The way that I look at this is that me as a real estate agent, I'm the guide that's taking you through this process, but I have a lot of good people we can bring in. And I'm certainly not an expert on everything. I know a little about a lot when it comes to real estate, I think is the maybe the way to put that. But I'm not the expert that knows every single facet. And I'm not going to be someone that just answers a question without knowing the background on that. Right. So get that pre-approval done. Number two, you really want to understand your needs and wants list. I think the number one thing you can think about is location, location, location. I know it's a silly cliche that we use in real estate, but it really is the most important thing. If you're very open to location, great, but maybe take a drive through the neighborhood during the day, drive through the neighborhood at night, make sure that it has all the amenities and things that you want close by. If it's close to your work, great. If you work from home, maybe it doesn't matter as much. If you go to a certain gym and you want to be there within 5 minutes, great. I know for me, I am a tennis guy. So I really want to be within you 10-15 know, minutes of uh, where I play tennis. It's important to me that I can get my exercise in and also have a social experience as well. So for me i'm thinking about things that might be completely different than what you're thinking about and that's why it's important that you put it together and then we talk about that list so you got to figure out so let's think about a need right maybe three bedrooms you need three bedrooms you maybe want a larger yard those are the things that you got to be thinking about i think you have to also realize that if you're buying with another person so maybe it's your your wife your husband your partner you want to make sure that you've had that discussion as well. I always say to people, I do talk with couples all the time. I am not a marriage counselor, but I do get into situations sometimes where people have, have had some issues, I think, agreeing on where they want to go. And I think if you get the criteria down in advance as quickly as possible, you can really kind of Kind of come up with a game plan to work together. And this is always something that's a bit of a work in progress, but getting that criteria based down and then having an understanding of the market will probably give you a good idea of a a good running start in terms of where you're going. So if you want to spend $700,000, you are not going to be in certain neighborhoods. If you want to spend a starter budget, say $450,000, you want to get a detached house, well, you're, you're limited in terms of the neighborhoods you can go into, but you don't want to buy a condo downtown, right? So let's figure out where that criteria comes in. And we can really get an idea of how we can set that up for you to find options that hopefully exist for you. And then I'd say three, I would talk to a real estate agent. Obviously, I'm happy to chat with anybody about real estate at any time. I'm a little biased here, obviously, but I find that people who have those conversations with me several months in advance, can really get a good idea of what they need to accomplish. So then when we actually start looking at a house, we can really hit the ground running. I think some of the mistakes I've maybe made or didn't maybe wasn't as assertive as I should have been is sometimes I will meet someone at a house, right? And they're a first time home buyer and they really don't even have their pre-approval done. And it's it's not the best plan for everybody. and. Yes, my time is valuable, but your time is also valuable, and I also don't want to see disappointment on a first-time homebuyer's face, or even someone that's buying their third, fourth house. You want to make sure that you get that pre-approval done in advance, and then you can kind of find what's best suited for you. I think again, I kind of think of myself as a guide through the process. So, if we're climbing a mountain together, I'm like the Sherpa that is helping take you up that mountain. And there's books I know that talk about that. But I'm not the person that's going to be actually buying the house. It's not my money. It's not my needs and wants list. But I can guide you through things. And I've seen a lot of stuff over the years of issues that we've run into that we may have a fix for before... And I'm almost seeing the issue before it's even happening sometimes... So I think a good real estate agent should be aware of that. They have that good network of people that's ready to go. They maybe can get into a house as well and find some issues for you. I sometimes say to people that I feel like a devil's advocate sometimes when I go into a house because I'm pointing out issues. And to me, it doesn't really matter what house you buy, right? I just want you to be happy at the end of the day. If you buy a specific house that you really like, that's better for me. I would prefer to warn you of potential issues And then bring in those experts at every step of the way that we can so maybe a lawyer maybe a home inspector is a big one as well so be prepared for that and then kind of those three steps will give you that running start in terms of where you want to be with things right and then you get a really good idea of how you can move forward with that with that process let's talk about the other thing i really wanted to to talk about on the podcast today and that is multiple offers so this is something that I didn't think I'd have to be talking about yet to you perhaps again, but or very quickly I guess after the pandemic. But what I'm noticing is that multiple offers are coming back and it's a specific strategy that certain real estate agents are using in order to drive up the price as much as possible and get the best price they can for their seller, right? That's their that's their job. But it creates some specific challenges for buyers that you have to be ready for. So If you're in a multiple offer situation, you have to think about the conditional period as something that you may not have the luxury of having after the deal has happened. So what I mean by that, and this does increase risk. So you have to be prepared for that as well. But we want to get those conditions dealt with before the offer date. So the way that it may be working right now, and I've seen this several times over the last week, is that in many cases, they'll say, Offers are due on Tuesday, and they've listed the house on maybe the Wednesday previous. So you have now time. So you want to get in the house as quickly as possible. Make sure it's an option for you. If it is an option for you, you want to talk to your mortgage professional to make sure that there's not an issue with that specific house. There can still be appraisal issues that you can run into. So be prepared for the the risk of that. So I would be as conservative as I can be and talk to your mortgage professional about that and how they can potentially deal with that for you and help you in that regard. In addition to that, if you want a home inspection, you should really get that inspector in between the offer date and when, when the house is, or sorry, between when the house is listed and the offer date itself. If that's possible. sometimes that's not. right? So during the pandemic, there was people that were going in and throwing caution in the wind and putting in offers and then having issues after the fact, and that's what we want to avoid as much as, as humanly possible. It's not always possible, but let's think about getting those things done in advance. And then how does it work on offer day? Well, typically, and this isn't always the case, but typically, you are given the opportunity to submit your offer. And then you're given an opportunity to revise your offer. When I run multiple offer situations for my seller clients, typically, this is how I do it. I say, say 5pm, all offers are due. And I'm just picking random time here. 5pm, all offers are due. I now see all the offers in front of me. And now I give people till, say, 6.30 to resubmit their offer once I've given them the offer count. So if you submit an offer, I'll tell you, hey, I got six offers at 5.30, say. You now have until 6.30 to resubmit your best and final offer. And then typically we pick one. So some people think, oh, don't worry, they'll counter me, Phil. It'll be fine. They'll counter me. I'm like, no, they they will generally not counter you because they have a better offer and they don't want to lose that offer. So now they have to accept that one. So it's not always happening this way. And I'm, I'm not saying it's a pandemic era. And I'm saying that more and more pandemic era real estate market, because that was a time that some of us want to forget. And some of us, it's an interesting time period for real estate for sure. And I think that now we're just seeing a different strategy change. So there's been some homes listed, say four ninety nine. dollars that are selling for 575 right there's a house maybe listed at 599 selling for 640 630 right but there's also been some homes lately that are listed at like 299,000 I'm not going to name these houses but you're going to have a pretty good idea if you look on house sigma which I where I happen to work but lit homes listed closer to the like 300,000 mark that are now wanting to sell maybe more for like the Seven or six hundred thousand dollar mark. So, like, I mean, that's a huge gap to make up. And in a lot of cases, you might get multiple, multiple offers. There's been an interesting example lately where there was over 30 offers on a property on offer day and they didn't accept any of them. So just because there's a house listed at a certain price doesn't mean you can buy it at that certain price. This is why it's important to kind of get the intel from a real estate agent that's been in a lot of homes. I think I just did my count. I showed 40 properties in January. I know that's a lot of doors. Uh, woe is me, I know. But in general, I really enjoyed learning about all these homes and then working with multiple different clients because now I can now I can say, hey, that might not be a good option for you, but maybe it's a good option for this other person. Or oh, this home seems a little bit overpriced in this market. Maybe they'll do a price reduction and we can purchase it here. So there's a bit of a transition period happening right now, and I think this is also another really interesting point and some a good tidbit of potential information for you. And it is that in these transition periods, not everyone is, is listing things in the same way. So not every real estate agent or seller has decided to list things in the same way. There's some that are listing them over where they want to get and they're leaving room for negotiation. There's others that are listing them quite aggressively and not leaving any room for negotiation expecting that that price goes up. So look for homes that have been in the market for maybe 30 days plus. If you want that list, just send me a message. If you don't have a real estate agent, I don't want to step on anyone's toes, of course. But if you want a list of homes that have been in the market for, say, 30 days in total, and what they do, and (laughs) I do it too sometimes, but we'll cancel a listing maybe at Christmas time because we we know we're not going to get a lot of showings and then we relist it as a new listing. So it could be a very similar listing that's been on the market. The same house obviously could have been on the market for three months, but now it's showing as a new listing. So if you don't have that information, hey guys, knowledge is power. We have to make sure we have this information in front of us before making such a major decision. You know, we're not buying a cell phone at the store, which are really expensive now too, but we're spending potentially half a million or more money on something. And so we want to make sure we have this information. And as a buyer, you want to look for lack of momentum in a a listing. So when I'm looking at listings that I think are going to get the best deals, and I've seen this time and time again, what are we looking for? We're looking for bad photos. We're looking for messy homes that aren't staged. We're looking for potential issues where... And I'm not saying always go into these situations, but you may have a a tenant situation, a tenant's moving out, and they just aren't going to keep the house to the same level. Not all tenants are like this, I understand but you may not keep the same level as someone that we selling their house that wants top dollar that will literally go to go move out for a week in order to stage it and do it properly, right? It, it's just a situation where we're looking for that lack of momentum. But then when we're selling houses, I'm trying to bring that momentum at every step of the way. So I'm trying to take good photos, good video, good, maybe virtual walkthroughs, great marketing, make sure we're, we're timing our listing properly in the week. So we make sure we get people through in the weekend maybe you do an open house on the on the saturday and sunday right but right now i'd say there's some definitely some deals i think to be had based on what everything else has been selling at and if you wait till the open house you're going to miss out right so so let's get into that house before the open house and then make sure that we can put an offer in as quickly as possible if we like it and you might even be able to put conditional offers in right i'm still seeing that i'd say that's still probably the norm for sure where financing conditions and home inspection conditions are happening. But I think it'll be an interesting market. I mean, I've already been kind of, to be honest, surprised and a little bit uh, blown away by what we've seen in January so far. I thought that, that we might be having these conversations in, say, April, maybe March, maybe after March break. But now we're kind of having the conversations right now. So I'm going to stop talking today. But if you have any questions, just message me at any time. Uh, you can text me directly. It's 226-977-2348. Or you can go to my website, just www.philbailey.ca. Learn a little bit more about me. You can check out my uh, Google reviews, which I'm very proud of. I don't really talk really about myself too much and how great I am. So I just let other people do it for me. My name is Phil Bailey. I'm a real estate agent with House Sigma in London. This is the London, Ontario Real Estate Podcast. at February 1st. And I look forward to more episodes soon. Take care, everyone.